There's the music. It's coming from Bonnie. We're going to get into it, baby. This is Mike T. Welcome to another edition of Not Fake News, a podcast exposing and analyzing misinformation, disinformation, and no information in the news. Mike T., I'm your Ivy League conservative, former Democrat, who has come to his senses. And I'm coming to you from the great flyover country, the great Midwest. This past Thursday, Alejandro Mayorkas, the director of the Department of Homeland Security, testified before the House Judiciary Committee regarding the growing crisis at the southern border and the possible effects of eliminating Title 42. The hearing was televised on C-SPAN. It just so happens that my schedule permitted me to view the three hours of broadcast time. I know I should get a life. I know I will never get that time back. And it may be credited toward purgatory time. So in three hours of testimony before the House Judiciary Committee, 21 Democrats and 19 Republicans each spoke for five minutes. That's 40 congresspersons going on the record with Mr. Mayorkas. I took some notes as if I were a reporter. So I expected to find a fairly comprehensive news story in the papers the next day. But what did I find? Of the four papers I regularly read each day, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and the Cleveland Plain Dealer, only the New York Times bothered to report on the hearing, and the article was buried at the bottom of page 14. The article was entitled, Republicans duel with Homeland Security Secretary on Immigration Policy. And it featured a quote from one Republican. That's right, 19 Republicans and 21 Democrats questioned Mayorkas, but only one got mentioned in the New York Times article. This, ladies and gentlemen, is an example of fake news known as no news. The New York Times made a deliberate decision not to report on the hearing. Why? Well, we can all speculate. I think it was because Mallorcas got hammered by the Republicans and the Democrats just looked foolish. And why was the Wall Street Journal silent about this hearing? They made a deliberate decision not to report on the hearing. So let's pretend I am a reporter for the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal who is actually interested in writing an article to inform readers what took place at the hearing. Let me say at the outset, only one congressperson, a Texas Democrat, only one even mentioned the death of a 22-year-old black Texas National Guard soldier, Bishop Evans. 
Evans drowned this past week trying to save illegal border crossers struggling to navigate the treacherous Rio Grande River. He was stationed at the border as part of Operation Lone Star to assist Border Patrol in dealing with the surge in illegal border crossers seeking asylum. Not one Republican even mentioned the the guardsman's name or why it was necessary for any state to deploy soldiers at an international border in the first place. Sheila Jackson Lee was the uh, congressperson. She's a Democrat from Texas. And she merely stated, we honor him. Secondly, only one congressman, Chip Roy of Texas, mentioned the deaths of some 700 border crossers so far this year. That's two per day, mostly from drownings. Imagine if you are a border patrol agent fishing out dead bodies out of the Rio Grande River each day. Suppose you came across a dead child. Such is the so-called humane policy implemented by Joe Biden. Remarkably, following a three-hour hearing where 40 congresspersons questioned Mayorkas, the New York Times identifies only one congressman in their article, Ken Buck. He's a Republican from Colorado who said that his constituents think Mr. Mayorkas has committed treason and should be impeached. The Times reporter wrote that Mayorkas shot back with a response, quote, what you have just said is so profoundly offensive on so many different levels and so many different regards, I won't ask you for an apology, end quote. Not even a denial. Does this pass for journalism? What Buck said was, Americans are mad at you, Mr. Mayorkas, intentionally making our country borderless and less secure. He asked Mayorkas, are you ashamed? Mayorkas had no response. Mayorkas got hit by the pitch and calmly walked down to first base, just as he was instructed to do. Only two out of the 19 Republicans asked Mayorkas how many illegal migrants were bussed or flown into their particular state. Steve Shabbat from Ohio and Michelle Fishbach from Minnesota. They asked Mayorkas this question. He, of course, did not know the answer and promised to get back to them with the exact number. That's it. Over three hours of questions, comments, and responses, and we get one quote from one congressperson and one brief non-response from Mayorkas. All the news that's fit to print, says the New York Times. I don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a form of fake news. It is a deliberate attempt to not report about a significant and newsworthy event that occurred at the Capitol on April 28, 2022. Why? Well, midterm elections are fast approaching, Democrats are in big trouble, and the pathetic performance by DHS 
Director Mayorkas did not help Democrats in any way, shape, or form. And as we all know by now, the New York Times is a partisan Democratic operative disguised as a news organization whose only purpose is to keep Democrats in power and keep Trump and other non-establishment Republicans out of power. So what should have been reported by a real news organization? Let me try and give you some highlights. Let's talk about the Democrats first. What did they say to Mayorkas? Not surprisingly, several of the Democrats stuck to the Democratic talking point that Biden inherited a border mess from Trump, and this is patently a lie by any measure or metric. These Democrats, that was Zoe Lofgren of California, Jayapal from Washington, Greg Stanton from Arizona, and Ms. Escobar from Texas. The other main talking point was that it is more important to focus on caring for Ukrainian refugees than southern border crossers. And this came from Steve Cohen from Tennessee, Mr. Cicilline from Rhode Island, Lou Carrera of California, Madeline Dean of Pennsylvania, and Cory Bush of Missouri. But wait, there's more. Other Democrats talked about other things. Hank Johnson from Georgia had no concerns about the southern border crisis. His focus was on right-wing extremists who are threatening election officials, as he claimed. Ted Deutsch, Democrat from Florida, also expressed no concerns about the southern border crisis. His focus was about fighting anti-Semitism. Karen Bass, Democrat from California, was concerned about the trauma caused to migrant children due to the separation from their family once they are in Border Patrol custody. However, she failed to mention the trauma caused by eight to ten weeks traveling with coyotes and the life-threatening crossing of a dangerous river. It also causes trauma. Mr. Cicilline from Rhode Island expressed his concern about combating anti-LGBTQ and anti-trans legislation in states. Ted Lieu, Democrat from California, was interested in showing that migrant flow was not slowed by border walls. Eric Swalwell from California accused Republicans of not wanting to solve the border crisis. And the man who slept with a Chinese spy expressed his concern about cyber threats from China. Val Demings from Florida, who is running against Marco Rubio for the U.S. Senate seat, reminded us that our immigration system has been in disarray since 1970. That was helpful. Lucy McBath from Georgia, Democrat, expressed concerns about the backlog of immigrant visa applications and investigating domestic terrorism against historically black colleges. Greg Stanton, Democrat from Arizona, actually stated, quote, this administration did not create the border problem, end quote. He actually said that. But 
to his credit, he was the only Democrat, the only Democrat to admit that the border must be made secure and was somewhat critical of the Biden administration's recent published plan to address the problem. He complained that the Phoenix airport was being overwhelmed by hundreds of migrants hanging around the airport every day, not being able to travel because they were, there were not enough government employees to assist them in reaching their destination. That's pretty interesting. Madeline Dean of Pennsylvania told Mayorkas that she wanted migrant detention center in her district closed and was very concerned about the plight of Ukrainian, Ethiopian, and Afghan refugees. Ms. Escobar from El Paso, Texas, the only congressperson on the Judiciary Committee with, uh, from a border district, she complained about the hate and rage caused by Republicans and blamed congressional inaction for not passing comprehensive immigration reform and blamed Texas Governor Abbott for suicides of four Operation Lone Star agents. Deb Ross, Democrat from North Carolina, expressed concerns about DACA dreamers aging out of eligibility for citizenship. What about the Republicans? Well, most focused upon the record numbers of illegals crossing the border, applying for asylum, being released into the United States while they await their asylum claims. And by the way, that's 836,000 are awaiting their asylum claims to be adjudicated. They also talked about the large number of so-called gotaways, those escaping detection and arrest by the border agents. That number is estimated to be at least 600,000. And they also talked about the low numbers of illegals that are being deported. Here are some of the highlights of the hearing that are newsworthy and should have been reported by the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. Mr. McClintock, Republican from California, asked Mayorkas a very basic question. How does releasing nearly 1 million non-citizens into our country who are waiting hearings on asylum claims, 90% of which will be rejected. How, does, how are these people being floated into the United States? How does this practice benefit Americans? Mayorkas had no answer. Steve Shabbat of Ohio asked Mayorkas, where does the buck stop, with you or the vice president? Again, no answer. Louis Gohmert of Texas, Republican, reminded Mayorkas, a former federal prosecutor, that the Constitution protects states against invasions, citing Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. And it reads, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them states against invasion. Again, the response crickets. Daryl Issa of California reminded Mayorkas that Joe Biden inherited a successful border control system 
and Biden promptly dismantled it. He reminded Mayorkas that his job was to enforce the law, not to ignore the law. Andy Biggs, Republican from Arizona, asked why Mayorkas was more concerned about imposing pronoun identification and gender-neutral language among DHS employees and abandoning the word alien. It's all very important. He asked why Mayorkas to explain his policy that unlawful presence of illegal aliens will not be a reason for deportation. Biggs also asked him why DHS was implementing policies addressing climate change and equity action. And he asked Mayorkas if he had, in fact, achieved operational control of the southern border, to which Mayorkas clearly lied and said yes. Matt Gates, Republican from Florida, asked Mayorkas how many ICE agents would be needed to round up and remove all the asylum seekers spread all over the United States who will eventually be denied asylum. Gates accurately stated that the southern border functions as a turnstile. Dan Bishop of South Carolina asked Mayorkas about why the 1.2 million illegal migrants who are currently under an order of deport deportment are not being deported. He got Mayorkas to admit that 836,000 asylum seekers and 600,000 gotaways could potentially commit crimes in this country. He asked Mayorkas, what do you say to the victims of crimes committed by these persons? Again, no answer. Jim Jordan of Ohio simply asked Mayorkas if he had done anything right. He asked about the location of 42 persons arrested by Border Patrol that were on the terrorist watch list. Mayorkas had no answer. Jordan also asked Mayorka if he knew anything about the newly appointed executive director of the newly formed Disinformation Governance Board to be established inside the DHS. Again, no answer. Mike Johnson, Republican of Louisiana, reminded Mayorkas that DHS is the third largest domestic federal department that was not stopping an invasion by persons coming from over 160 countries. Johnson characterized the entire country as a crime scene, citing the highest number of border crossings and lowest number of deportations in the history of this country. He reminded Mayorkas that he asked him to resign in July of 2021 for incompetence. Now Johnson believes that the malfeasance is intentional and that he should resign or be impeached. Greg Stubbe, Republican of Florida, asked Mallorca whether domestic terrorism included BLM and Antifa. And Mallorca said no. Stubbe asked how many referrals for terrorism were made to the DOJ. He cited statistics showing that large number of federal convicts were illegal aliens. And Chip Roy, finally, Chip Roy of Texas asked Mayorkas whether the DHS has operational control of the border. Mayorkas amazingly said yes. And that got Roy very angry. Roy showed him a photograph of mobile morgues containing bodies of 27 migrants who died in the United States trying to cross into our country. He also showed 
Mallorca's photographs of over 100,000 United States citizens who died last year from overdoses of fentanyl that came across the border from Mexico. Roy was angry. I mean, really angry. Well, these were, there were more questions from other Republicans, but I'm out of time. Until next time, this is Mike T saying thanks for listening. And remember, never take for granted the blessings of liberty established for us and our children by our great constitution. Read it, learn it, defend it against our enemies. Fake news is real. It's dangerous. It's everywhere. Stay informed. Be engaged. Our republic depends on you to keep it.